you think going in your job is going to be this very glamorous the tinder india team was just the marketing team creating a brief takes four people executing that brief takes four plus four plus four plus plus four it's like being in a situation ship with your with your brand is just like we want to put brands directly in touch with people who are creating pop culture we have let go of our first client uh, already this by being 3 months old social media post if you don't like it delete it come up with something else but only better that i chase for share do you want to make it controversial average people used to be assholes sometimes i see if i still have clients in a job after this Hello everyone. Welcome to the Breaking Uneven podcast. We love to talk shop, play a few games and uncover the beauty of failures. Today we have with us Viren Narona, the founder of The New Thing. Viren, how are you feeling? Pretty good, man. How are you feeling? Ready? Um now when you ask me that again no this. So, Viren, your path right out of college has always been geared towards advertising and marketing from a couple of independent agencies to a whole host of network agencies and all of that stopped with Tinder and Swiggy. where you were pulled into the world of well funded tech companies mm. after which you finally decided to hack it on your own so that's a good fair description i mean hack it yeah but sure <laughs> so but maybe you sound like a jumped around job so much and then i was just like oh shit fuck it oh we're getting to that as well <laughs> you have jumped around the job yeah, i do the <laughs> was just like oh you bought smoked a bunch of independent agencies and i was just like ah oh, that takes me back <laughs> So let's let's uh, we'll get to your journey, but before that, we'll play a quick little game to understand TNT a bit more. Got it. Yes. So we're gonna play the Twitter pitch challenge. Twitter is known for its 280 character limit on every tweet, which sometimes makes it a little difficult uh, to convey your thoughts. Got so it. it takes about 20 seconds to speak 280 characters, and you have to explain to us the new thing in 20 seconds. But we won't make it easy. We also want you to use one emoji and one hashtag in your tweet. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So three, two, one, go. So the idea for the new thing started with uh, my co-founders Gautam and PG. They've uh, started this agency called Talented. The idea came from the fact that uh, it's not good enough to just put an idea out there. You're supposed to make sure that it seeps its way into culture. Uh, and honestly, the idea for a separate agency to do that is how we came up with the idea for TNT. Chai emoji hashtag the new thing bomb exclamation. But now exclamation mark I have to cut out. You have zero point one two seconds remaining. How much does it take to put an exclamation? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that the speed at what you were speaking was insane. But yeah, you are under twenty seconds. Cool. I didn't even stammer once, sir. <laughs> yeah. But let's get into what you were talking about. Yes. Something yes. around jobs. So yes. something that did stand out to us is that all your experiences, except Tinder, uh, have been limited to around a year or so, give or take. And so why is that? And why was Tinder different? Uh, I think for me, right, uh, and to any creative professional out there. Just to sort of come in with this expectation of what your job is going to be like after having watched a fuck ton of Mad Men <laughs> on repeat, uh, and also sort of reading books about Ogilvy and the kind of stuff that they teach you in ad school, you think going in your job is going to be this very glamorous, maybe not monetarily first, but like this constant brainstorming, working on ideas that turn into case studies, uh, getting to meet the who's who of the ad advertising industry, marketing industry, clients being fucking awesome and happy. This was not the case. <laughs> For a, I mean, and a lot of people other can still relate to this. That I think advertising and marketing looks very cool from the outside, you know, because the way we dress and the way we talk and all this fucking drinking. Uh, but when you actually get into it, what I was doing for my first two jobs was just sitting and making social media posts day after day after day, uh, 
30 social media posts a month. So think about it now with the fact that TND strongly stands against creating 30 social media posts a month. Uh, to me, a lot of the times it just didn't align with the way I was looking at social media marketing or 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 brand building in general, right? Uh, I saw it at this as this factory where dumb and this is big cliche, right? If you come in advertising, go wide and you leave almost like this cynical person who never wants to come back to advertising ever again. And I just didn't want to do more of that because I didn't want to hate the one thing that uh, that I felt that I was sort of put on this planet to do. Uh, hence, I didn't stick around uh, long enough for me to become that cynical version of myself, right? And then it was different at Tinder and Swiggy. At it, okay, so how, how big do you think the Tinder India team is? I love asking people this question. 10? No. I would say at least like, I, don't, I would presume they have yeah, 10 people. I would assume they have developers here just because of our country's like expertise in that. So I, I don't know, maybe. Our like country has an expertise, so they have a lot of developers in it. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, five people. It was five people. It was. Sounds close. Whatever you know. I was reading the wrong part. You have to cut that part out. Which part? Our country has the expertise. No developers, nothing. The Tinder India team was just the marketing team. Uh, so, so we had no client servicing, we had no nothing. We were just a bunch of five young people trying to figure out how the fuck you make a dating app that's been around for a very long time, that has cut sort of competition out there. How do we make this one of the coolest brands on social, right? Uh, in the wake of cred launching with a fuck ton of money and Zomato constantly doing something, how do you make people care about like a dating app? In a country where dating is still in its very sort of nascent stage. Uh, but I think we managed to do a very good job purely because we would just, like it said, Seth Gordon says, right? Committed creative people can truly make a difference. I feel like we were five committed creative people. Uh, shout out to Rashi, shout out to Samrat, shout out to Taru, shout out to Rana, <laughs> shout out to Anukul, uh, shout out to Mercy, uh, who just came together to make really cool shit happen with one brand. Uh, and that was, that was why I think. Tinder was the longest thing because I was just like, fuck, this is, this is what I want to do uh, for at least the next 10, 15 years. But then I only stayed for two years. <laughs> I just want to quick, quickly pick up on one thing. When you compared it, you compared it to what a Zomato was doing or a Cred was doing, right? Like it's not, it's not what Tinder would classify as its competitors. So why did you make those two comparisons specifically? Well, I was talking about it in the, in the sense that everybody's looking at what Zomato is doing marketing-wise and food in India is such a big yep. uh, like point of convergence for people when it comes to content, right? Even in terms of cred, I wouldn't say the product or what they were doing with uh, Raul David and all those popularity and all that shit. From a marketing standpoint, it reminds me of what MTV used to do marketing-wise. I was really like, tapping into culture and doing cool stuff. With, oh, the budget must have been insane. Uh, I'm not saying that we didn't have those budgets at Tinder, but I think we, walked up, we went about it in a very sort of smart way, uh, which is trying to figure out what's happening in dating, where the mind space is when it comes to dating and really just try and bring out not word of mouth but but lean into what people are saying about the brand and let our content come from there as opposed to show you this shimmering picture that doesn't actually exist right which a lot of our competitors used to do which we don't believe in doing like we want to show you it as it is the good bad ugly that's that's dating right it's not always this positive mindset yeah fair enough and i think it's um the fun you have with it as well, right? Yeah. Like, have you heard of Thursday? Yeah, it's yeah, a, the dating app is out of the US. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Their yeah, yeah. marketing isn't. I actually. Even, even Hinge, if you look yeah. at what Hinge used to do, they deleted all their posts 
on their page and the whole philosophy like i mean of course it's part of match group as well so i can talk about it but the whole tagline was designed to be deleted right yeah. like it's yeah like, as a dating app of course you want people to get the fuck off your app yeah. and meet somebody yeah. uh, which means that by definition you can't have them on your app anymore once you meet someone so i think it's pretty cool uh, but right, i think what i loved about the job is i got back into writing again i got back i started learning how to design i started my twitter account thanks to tinder cuz like my boss had a twitter account and he started it because of tinder and he was like dude if you're not doing it yourself how the fuck are you going to give feedback to your agencies so i think what tinder did teach me was one you have, you have to you have to do the job you can't just like keep outsourcing your skills to other people you have to actually be able to do the job uh, and it also gave me a healthy respect of the agency side cuz it is not easy being an agency yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah it's not easy for agency professionals like my heart goes out to them uh, but that's just the state of where it is right now yeah yeah and like um so when you were at and you said there are five employees yeah. and all of you are part of the marketing team but did you still work with agencies like yes that? yes okay. yes we did work with agencies uh so we, what was the need for well i mean outside? it's two sides right i think uh oh the way i like to say it is creating a brief takes four people executing that brief takes four plus four Plus four, plus plus four, <laughs> plus four people, right? So I think uh, coming up with a direction for the brand was was where we sort of really stepped in and was like, we were like, okay, this is what needs to be done, uh, and brief writing, right? Like that's another thing that I think the industry really needs to take a hard look at is a great brief will result in great work from your agency. A lot of briefs that I've received on the agency side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, man. Like, what is this? One? And I hate when people are like, "Open brief, go." <laughs> just no boundaries, and I'm just like, "No, please give me boundaries." I don't know what to do with these boundaryless situations. No, um, it's like being in a situation ship with your with your brand. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. What are you doing? But yeah, um, that's what it was. So yeah, okay. So after being on the brand side, you then decided to start your own agency. So. there are so many agencies yeah. in mumbai in india around the world why did you want to start your own i actually never wanted to come back to the agency side when i was at tender and swiggy obviously the money is great and stuff but i never wanted to come back to the agency i never thought i'd ever start my own company uh, i fully blame gotham <laughs> for this because we were just uh, we were just all talking uh, and this was off the back of our campaign why is this a swiggy ad that that won like a bunch of awards uh, curious being a few yep. of them uh and i think the synergy that we found on that campaign between me and the talented team uh sort of sowed the seeds for this idea of an agency that was one not fully formed by creators because there are a lot of agencies that are fully formed by creators but an agency that's led by creators uh, as part of a network which is the talented network uh that not only has the chops to make your ad films and your print ads and your outdoor stuff as well but also something that is just purely focused on culture marketing right and this is a big problem that most brands will face is you never get your social agency and your mail and agency to be on the same page at the same time right they're always like even though the brief is the same it's almost like they just don't want to fucking work together yeah. and that's so fucking frustrating as a brand manager because you're just like okay i need to make sure this dude's on the same page this dude that's on the same page then there's this job that they don't want to be got to fight somebody else So here, within the talented group, you have from the get-go uh, your social agency and your mainline-ish agency, not just on the same page but in the same office, 
sharing resources, always talking to each other. Uh, and you can see evidence of that with the Google campaign. You must have seen the Flipkart, if phone campaign, uh, the IBO campaign. I think it's just a breath of fresh air, uh, at least from what I can see or what I would have wanted as a client. And then, so, I mean, we, we were just going to get into that. So TNT is a, is a sister agency to Talented. And we've obviously had GNPG on the podcast before as well. But what is the dynamic between the two agencies? Is there a monetary dynamic as well? How does it, how does it work? Is there a monetary dynamic? I, I mean, with any agencies that sort of work together, there's obviously some kind of, uh, you know, sharing the load of the work that's currently there. And then there's just like splitting of expertise. So we're very clear in terms of, okay, this is like, even though we're part of the same system, same network, we do map out a scope of work so that, you know, talented knows that this is what we're going to handle. Yeah. And we know, okay, this is what we're going to handle. The simple philosophy being just do what you're fucking good at. <laughs> you know, this, I, I, I released an article recently that just spoke about how agency should say no. Uh, yeah. Because this urge to say yes to everything a client says. And they're like, oh no, I, I'll say yes because I want the money, but I don't know how to fucking execute. Uh, so we do say yes to stuff that we know we can handle. And of course, we're a growing agency. So, I mean, over time, we'll be able to say yes a lot more. Uh, and the, the thought is not that we continue working together always on every single project. These are two different agencies. But as a writer, there's a strong understanding or there's a strong, what I would like to say, uh, dependability, not from like, a, I need to depend on you to fill in the gaps that I don't have. But oh, if I, I need to get this idea executed, there's a part that I think TNT would be perfect for. And there's a, there's a trust factor that I think uh, holds up the relationship a lot more than this. You have to work with each other all the time. You know, uh, I was in an agency. Uh, can, I can't say who right now. I'm going to say who. <laughs> you know what? Beep it out. Okay, I'll yeah, do yeah. yeah. So I was at uh, this agency, and then they forced us to work with this production house that was in house. Right? It wasn't like we had a choice. We were forced to work with them. Right? Even though they were not the best person for the job, here talent isn't forced to work with us. We're not forced to work with them. But okay. there's just the strong understanding of what each other are good at. And I think that's the basis of a healthy working relationship, right? Like when I know this dude's going to sort out my stuff. We know they're going to sort out this stuff. Let's just like join hands on this project. Uh, Interesting. So coming to, you know, um, finding clients and stuff like that. I think a lot of people that start out their own agency do so because, you know, for example, they've won awards, etc. They've, they've worked at a larger network agency mm -hmm. or a very large independence. So they know a lot of clients that they can bring with them. Or they've made enough of a like personal name in the industry from the agency side to do so. Oh, you're just totally going to shit on me now. Right? I'm not shitting on you. Just going to shit on me right now. Like, oh, these guys know who, the who's who, and then comes you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess my question would be that, for example, having a client roster to begin with, hmm. is that something that you had? No, you didn't have that. And so, how did you tackle that? Because it's a big risk, and like kudos to you on taking that. So your, uh, your question is: Is starting an agency when you're not already a big shot a difficult thing? <laughs> No, no, of course it's a difficult thing, but how do you, because you would have thought of this, you would have had a way to navigate it. What was that? Oh, no, man, there was, there was no like hard and fast way. I didn't have like a call sheet of clients and I'm just like, hey, give me a business, give me a business. No, <laughs> I think it was just the, the fact that we had a clear idea of what we wanted this agency to be, right? Again, I'm not saying it's formed fully of creators because there are a lot of agencies out there that are there, but I think it's led by creators and the idea is... You want to put brands directly in touch with people who are creating pop culture. 
and that's honestly what we went to brands with and a lot of them like we kind of cold pitched and they they seem to fuck with our shit man which <laughs> is good they seem to vibe with us of course over time uh, we will make improvements in terms of what we're able to offer and as we get bigger we'll be able to take on a lot more uh, but i think just going to them with this you know this little picket board of like hey here's what we believe in and also hearing that they believe it on the other side of the room waiting for someone to come out and say this to me was very refreshing to me was very encouraging uh, but yeah i mean the, the two clients that we had just came out of the blue uh, touch wood <laughs> so you initially said that okay yeah you're against like the 30 posts a month and like you have strong beliefs in that sense so where does that come from like the change in thought of what everyone else thinks of marketing as uh i mean i throw back to you guys why do you guys think 30 posts a month is important like can you i will ask any client this yeah. and they'll use one they'll use it and they'll say algorithm and then you probe them a little further about okay, what algorithm and then no one's going to have an answer because this <laughs> thing was some scope of work that was circulated in 2017 2018 even before that and everyone just been passing it around you know just <laughs> in the way that you get an sow from your senior right that you used to then pass on to your junior and i think it's archaic to think of social as this only oh, to post every day no man don't need to post every day unless you really know what you are posting every day right it's not a question of quantity it's a question of quality if you fix your quality metric posting 30 times a day 30 times a month is is going to be a breeze for you but if you start off with this new agency that's still trying to figure out your brand and force them to follow this 30 30 posts a month is is a lot, yeah. a lot dude yeah your team is going to be unhappy you're always going to be chasing you're always going to be behind schedule No, and to be honest, if you take for example creators, right on on social media, they have a reason to post that often because there are people that are com- consuming their content daily because it's fresh content. For example, if you follow a cooking channel, right, a new recipe a day, yeah, I'd love to watch that. Yeah. But for example, I don't know, a mercery is telling me the same thing in five different yeah, ways. Yeah, I have enough me. to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Why would I care? And- Again, just to sort of shit on this a little more. <laughs> there's a reason that even the creators who used to do that are fucking taking digital detoxes, right? They're, yeah. they're done with this constant churning out of content. And if they, as human beings, realize that that's unsustainable for a human being, you should look at your team and your agency in the same light. Right? Like, I cannot force these kids to keep doing this just because I don't know algorithm. You know, yeah. algorithm what? The algorithm is. <laughs> Completely different from what it was to the 2017-18. Yeah, no, fair enough. And like, yeah, like you said, when you reach a point of burnout, right? Because it's a lot. Like 30 posts. Of, it's essentially a post every day, all year round. And now they're asking and for that's... reels. Now they're asking yeah. for reels every day. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely okay doing it. What I'm saying is, you need to, you need to have like a learning period. Yeah. You know, three or four months of a learning period for you to understand what works on your page. and that means testing out different things if you're testing out 30 different things in a month you're not learning anything you're always trying to put out yesterday's fires as opposed to chasing tomorrow's problems uh and that to me just seems like a very redundant way to work i know a lot of i mean the the, the big challenge with tnt is that we're sort of meet in the middle yeah because uh, a lot of clients don't prescribe to the way that we're, we're sort of doing things mm-hmm. the hope is that within a year that that maybe changes okay two questions one um That you said, like a lot of clients don't think similarly. Do you then say no to them? 
like we can't work with you or do you try to convince them we have let go of our first client uh, already despite being 3 months old precisely because you know we just sat together and we were like okay uh this is just not what we sort of stand for and that's absolutely fine you know yeah. it's it's no hard feelings and it just yeah. hey if this is what you want then here's a list of agencies that will do it for you we're just not one of them Yeah, like a relationship. It's yeah. not something. Is it scary to let go of a client? Uh, that's <laughs> that uh, when you just like, yeah, it's scary. But I think in the long run, it's the good knows that you remember, right? That that stop you from compromising on what you think principally your agency. Yeah, and I think like. early on, it's important to set the right precedents for the team. Yeah, and I'm really committed to my team. Where I can't go back on on all the yeah. stuff that I promised them when I got them on board, right? And uh, for me, that mattered more than. Hundred percent. Making a billable every month. Do I need to make? Do I need to figure out how to <laughs> uh, fix that problem? Yeah, and we have fixed it already. But uh, in this industry, there there is always more fish in the sea. Always. Yeah. Sometimes the fish work with different fishermen as well. Right? There's no one brand that only works with one agency, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, and that's a model that's changing more and more. Like there is, if you take the larger companies like MNCs or even very large listed companies and stuff. The model has already changed to have one network agency yeah. on retainer, yeah. and then a bunch of different projects they execute with independence because you need that freshness. You need to see that yeah. is there someone out there who's going to completely switch this up for us? Yeah. And that's I think I've seen that across so many large companies. That's true, and and uh, what the bigger network agencies are trying to do is acquire all these indie agencies <laughs> and put them under one banner, right? So while you will see a lot of independent agencies coming up, you will see almost like this. uh conglomerate being formed like for example webchat is on a webchat it's dentsu yeah, yeah. yeah right because i think agencies are trying to just make sure that there's one stamp for <laughs> all brand of work that's out there yeah and okay yeah so the next question i had was if there's a new brand starting right now what is one piece of advice you would give them that's like different from whatever is out there like traditionally speaking one i think would be don't panic when you look at what's happening in the social landscape i know the urge to sort of throw everything out and have this you know like this amazing strategy in place uh and then execute that strategy and then fall flat on your face and then uh you know what i like to call it is all of the agencies that sort of start you off catch the most flack because they're the ones that help you figure out what works and doesn't work but they catch the brunt of all the stuff <laughs> that doesn't work and eventually you'll find one agency that sort of gets it but that's discarding this entire legacy of learnings that you've had with your previous agencies uh, but that comes from this way of working with or approaching social with a sense of like panic and urgency yes urgency is important but i think one thing i would say is when it comes to social just fucking execute man like just stop <laughs> planning stop trying to like you know like think 10 times for every it's a yeah. social media post okay don't like it delete it come up with something else but The only way you're going to make any incremental learnings for a brand who's just new and coming to social is how can you how can you talk about an audience that doesn't even exist yet? <laughs> how can you strategize for a, for a follower that you don't even have? Just start putting shit out that you believe in, uh, and that's why maybe having a strong founders approach to the content because they they have a strong understanding of who their TG is is important. But just put that shit out. Try to get your learnings as fast as you can. and then make your course corrections do not spend so much of time on strategy that you're just not executing anything right yeah uh, and it's social man if one post gets 6000 likes and another gets 
big fucking deal. <laughs> you go and look at any good brands page right now. Some of their posts are at 1,000. Some of their yeah. posts are at 50,000. Some of their posts are at 500 likes. I don't know yeah. what this... The B school yeah, I mean, it's so, also the pressure, I guess, like every person slash brand also feels in terms of ROI. Yeah, what's my ROI? You know, and that just takes the fun out of social. I mean. But that's again probably because of the corporate structure, like the measurement for let's say a brand manager or an internal marketing manager. Yeah. Actually, you can shed some light, light on this. What was the measure of the success of your job at Swiggy, where you were senior marketing manager? Yeah, man, I think, you know, uh, the, the more of a vice grip that I had on my agency, the more metrics I gave them, okay, this, 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 the lesser they sort of were able to deliver quality content. I also had this 30 person fucking mindset, right? <laughs> and then when I loosened my grip uh, and I told them, don't, don't give me 30, like, give me 10, you know, give me fucking seven. You know, and but give me seven really tight pieces. And if you look at what's happening on the Swiggy page today, okay, shout out to Sneha for my boss for like yep. letting me do this without like coming and asking me why am we posting <laughs> it. Uh, shout out to Vaishali who's currently doing it at the same time and was there before me. Uh, we just sort of let our agency fail for two months, but in a way where they held themselves accountable to every failure. And now you look at the kind of content that's on the page, dude. Yeah. Like it's this, it's such a distinct brand of social content, it's these fucking weird cat videos and we have <laughs> random animations and then we have like these self-shot videos. Uh, I really feel like Swiggy has a very distinct voice when it comes to social now. And to me, the one metric that I always, the only metric that I chase was shares. That's it. And you fuck about no reach and you fuck about followers and give a shit about likes. When was the last time you liked a post? Yeah. Or commented on one? What do you do when you like something? You share it with Good, your yeah. friends, right? You share like 20 people like ta 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 So I just chased shares. You say shares, reach will come, followers will come, likes will come, comments will come, PR on media will come, all of that stuff. Uh, and so I think you got to that insight early on because today if you see Instagram actually has a number of... There's a reason, shares, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's the, the reason is probably because that's what... It's called no, social. It's, it's called social. It, it, they want you to share stuff that you like with your friends. That's, yeah. that's the whole point of it. I don't remember the last time I liked a post, right? And I'm fucking on there every day. Yeah. Uh, even uh, even if you look at a page that you don't sort of uh, a new page, it won't tell you who's liked it. It'll say followed by your friends, yeah. right? Which means that this is the kind of content that all of you are possibly going to share with each other. Uh, but those are the two things I chase. One was shares, and the second one was uh, on media mentions, which is your topical share. Yeah. 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 Why does that matter? Because. Somebody, somebody once said that social samosa matters. Right? Exactly. So I personally don't agree with the earned media. I don't agree with the calculation itself because I mean, it's just, it's been created in a way over time that benefits PR agencies, that benefits the publications, etc. But for example, even if you take, uh, you know, case studies that people send to Khans or to Curious, yeah, yeah. at earned media, three crores. What does it mean? What does it mean? I mean, you know, everyone is earning the same three crores and that three crores is not valuable anymore, right? But that's what I'm trying to say, like that there is some brand manager that needs to justify yeah. what's happening and why like why they possibly need more budget for social. The only way that they can justify it is, hey, look, I've got 15 social samosa mentions this month. Hey, look, we got this uh, uh, this viral marketing thing that wasn't actually as for most kind of us. We can't claim it. Uh, here we got three crores worth of earned media. Yeah. You need to go up to your boss and be like, buddy, 
this is what I did. This is how I want to track stuff. Is the system fundamentally broken? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. You have said it, right? It's what is three years of one media? Make this motherfucker the CEO, because three years of one media. There is. I mean, I think it's it's defaulting to what you kind of already know, as opposed to like sitting and rethinking everything, which is the same problem that we're facing, right? When you rethink something, it's very difficult to get everybody else to believe you. Yeah. Because uh, you are assuming that they know all the things that that you are thinking about in your head, which is not the case. It's easier with startups because founders, as personalities, are slightly more open-minded. But when you take like large corporates, it's very difficult because you might be speaking to someone in the marketing team who understands what they're saying, but the person that they're answering to, yeah, you never speak to them, and they're the ones who sign off on their KPAs and stuff like that. So it's and they need to see structure. They need to see measurement. They need to exactly. See I don't think social gets the importance uh, that it should today. Uh, I mean, look at the difference between writing a print ad and a social media ad. Like, you, by default, who's getting paid more? The guy who's making the print ad. Where do you see better copy on social, right? On a daily basis. Yep. Yeah. Why don't you value value social? Monetarily, as much as you value a print ad. This this is an entire conversation about the state of journalism globally right now, which in like which is really messed up because they still give more preference to print than digital. I don't get it. Social lets you like you can see your reach, you can see how many people you've engaged. A lot of the times, like your social post, which you spend no money on, or a measly amount of money on, actually gets more reach and engagement than shares. You fucking people commenting. That, people, can you comment that, on a print ad? You can't comment on a print ad. But the problem is that because you're not spending any money on it, there's no ROI attached to it from a from a company structure. Which is what I'm trying to say. I think you need to understand that social does what a print ad does, if not better. And why the fuck are billboards showing up on social? <laughs> why, you say why the fuck are billboards showing up on social? Because social is not what starts on social. It's what ends up on social, yeah. right? So I mean, you can spend all your money on print ads. And billboards, but remember, you will always come back to social media. I feel like there is like some sort of a balance, right? Especially in India, do you think like print ads no, does not make a difference to Indian consumers? I personally think there is still some influence. Like mm-hmm. I feel it's one of the few countries where we still have like newspapers coming home every day, or like just comparing. Like in the UK, they give out newspapers out for free, and still no one's taking it. Yeah. Here, people are paying and getting newspapers sent home every day. So I still think there's some value to like. I think done right. Yeah. I think done right, right? You know, done right. A good print ad or a billboard still has a lot of like. Yeah. Punch, but done right is yeah. you know the the key uh, phrase or the key word to sort of look at. I think. And there is a very good example. There's a billboard on Bali Seaface, digital billboard on Balakshmi Media, one of the largest out-of-home companies. That billboard is placed so well on the Seaface like length that every evening, right? If I'm if I'm on that stretch between 5:30 to 8 p.m., I'm stuck in traffic, hmm. and for almost six it's minutes continuously. I am seeing whatever is playing on that. Yeah. 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 So there is a way to do it right, as you said. And if you do it right, that thing makes a hell of an impact. A lot of difference. Yeah. Like the Bandra cluster, right? Like the little the, the eighteen billboards or yep. eighteen or twenty. I'm not sure. I think they added more behind. <laughs> uh, but like that's just something. It's almost like a little landmark now, right? When you look at it, it's like, ah, okay, this brand took it today. This brand took it today. 
Yeah, even like the Amul ads, like it's sometimes. Bada Sweetie Flyover. It's always the same billboard. Yeah. Amul ads are always on there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's this thing. So like sometimes it's like you're waiting to see what they play, and it's just that's maybe true. about the brand as well. It's, but like, I was having a discussion about this. I think yesterday, and I think also brands are just stay consistent with what they're doing. Like again, this ROI thing, right? Because because your brand manager is looking at stuff quarterly, and if they don't have enough numbers to show you. To show their boss that this worked quietly, it's going to sort of die, and then they're going to not do it. Even though it might be a great idea, a good idea is also repetition, right? Yep. You hit it enough times, like like when I say Amul, the first thing that comes to mind would be butter, and then maybe the second thing is that that girl, right? But they've right. done it enough times for it to occupy more mind space in that little bracket called Amul in your head. Uh, but now brands are trying to do something different every quarter, <laughs> and when everybody's trying to break the clutter, the clutter is not breaking. Yeah. There's just more clutter. Yeah. yeah, like going back to like that thirty posts a month. It's just crazy to think that there are so many brands creating thirty posts a month, and like people have to consume that much new stuff every oh, day. People don't have like, to consume. No, at least yeah. in the sense of like when you're on your phone, you're still getting like new things. Like nothing's gonna register. Oh, no, the problem is, in fact, if if they want to talk about algorithm itself, yeah. if you don't engage yeah. with yeah. The content that's coming on your feed, it's it stops appearing. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. But still, like you're still getting the so many sponsored posts nowadays. Sponsored is different because they're they're putting money behind it, so that's still. What you say is very important because I think brands operate from this basic assumption that people come to social to interact with my brand. I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> sorry to break it to you guys that it is not the case. Yeah. Tomorrow, if I took away every brand from social media. It will be a, it will become a better place. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, agree. No one comes to social to interact with your brand. They come to feel fucking validated. They come to show you how smart they can be in the comment section, how cute their cats are, <laughs> how nice they look in front of a mirror, and sometimes your brand can give them the platform to feel seen and heard. If your brand is not doing that, I don't know what you're doing on social. What do you? Why are you here? Yeah, agree. Like I don't follow any brand on Instagram. Like the only brand content I get is. Through like either sponsor or just that come on my feed, yeah. Because I yeah memes I enjoy and it's like friends and maybe like okay yeah friends brands but yeah. not like something else yeah. that I'm nothing I'm doing separately. No, no, I follow a lot of brands. Sorry, but I I I follow a lot of brands, but that's because I think like, in the industry, so it makes a difference. Like you're also curious to see what. Yeah, I mean no. For example, I I follow Mercedes because and like BMW same reason because they do put out interesting stuff, right? Like it's a Whole range of different things they're showing me, so it is content that I'm happy to consume. Like, like BMW has this thing where they post like fan taken photos, yeah. and then there's like a vintage car. But, but, but like, what did you what did you just say, right? Fan taken photos, right? They make their fans feel seen and heard. Correct. And you look at it, you're like, okay, this is a page that puts the spotlight back on its community, right? If you look at what Apple does, Apple's page is nothing but photographs. Yeah. It's nothing but photographs. Motherfuckers are not clicking those photographs themselves. <laughs> They're all clicked on shot on iPhone, shot on iPhone. Right? So it is the ultimate UGC page. Yeah. And if you're not posting social like that, what are you doing? Right. I think I think understanding that would be a core and long-awaited mind shift. Uh, but it'll it'll happen. You just need a lot oh, of. Well, it has to happen. You need, you need you know there's a changing of the guard that happens. Right? Yeah. The old guard moves down, and then the new guys come in. And... I think people just need to take cognizance of the fact that there is a digital landfill as well. Yeah. Landfills yeah. are not just physical. There's also a digital landfill, and everyone is a big contributor for it. Yeah. Like every time you take a photo of yourself, how many photos do you take in that I one frame? I think like freaking thirty, forty straight. <laughs> man. Digital landfills. Yeah. <laughs> 
like our boxing videos you know <laughs> i got to take breaks so i can shoot the same video again uh, but that it's cool man that's yeah. what if that's what you like doing that's that's what you got yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, and even like your, even like the burst on iPhone, they are doing it because people exactly. are taking. Exactly. One of them is good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, we all contributed. Like even us when we started the social media for breaking on even, oh, yeah. we still like we post. We still, yeah, 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 regularly. Just, just I mean, it's easy because to fall into that trap of like, is. okay, maybe one will go, one will work, one will hit. But I think, like, uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's easier when you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Right? You guys with the podcast, you, you'll know that okay, this is the conversation that I want to have. When you're like this big FMCG brand that make thirty things, it's like <laughs> one social media page for all of it. Like, uh, good luck, man. Good luck to you. I hope. I wish you the best. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's understand a little bit more about your journey with the new thing. Yes. Um, we're gonna play a game called Two Truths um, and One Lie. So whether it is a challenge or your biggest achievement, the idea is you give us three statements from which two are true and one is a false statement. And then Anuj and I have to guess which one is the false statement. This has to all be work related. Doesn't have to. It can be anything part of your journey. Uh, ooh, okay. Do you want me to make it controversial or do you want me to? Sure. Oh, no, 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 don't give him the power to make it controversial. No, uh, I feel that. How do you want? How do you want? How do you guys want? I got lots of truths and lots of lies. Like, what do you want? What do you want? Just two truths and one lie. Go for it. What genre do you want? Make it con. Yeah, con- make it. Um, I almost asked my boss to fire me. Uh, number two, I was dubbed as all exuberance, no talent. And three, I had little to absolutely nothing to do. With one of the biggest awards I won in advertising. Okay. Now you guys are fucked trying to figure out what is what. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you got yours? Yeah. Okay, I think number one is the lie. Is the lie. What was number one? You almost was... asked your boss to fire you. I think you'd must you think, have. Do you think? I was gonna say that, but like, okay, I'll say, um, I'll say the last one. I'll say that you, the you had little to do with uh, an award you won. That's you think false. that's a lie. Yeah. And you think the first one is a lie? No, the first one is absolutely true. Uh, I was I sucked for a long time uh, at a job, and my boss was just having a discussion with me. I was just like, "Buddy, if this is not working out, fucking fire me! <laughs> just let me go. No keep me around. Let me let me just go." And to his credit, he did not let me go. Uh, but I think it was, why didn't he let you go? Yeah, because I think it was more to do with me coming in thinking I'm this fucking badass. And operating from a, operating from a place of like I know everything and closing myself off to feedback and learning. And uh, to his credit, he was the best boss ever. Because every time he'd come down hard on me, he'd almost like help me pick myself back up again. Uh, but there was a point where I was just like, everything I know is bullshit. You just freaking <laughs> fire me, dude. I know nothing. Let me go. Uh, and then he said, uh, I mean, how would you react if someone said you'd be like, okay, cool, you're fired. Or what would you say? Not. Imagine, imagine being in his shoes and then hearing that this guy wants me to fire him. What the fuck? Uh, I feel like if someone comes to me with so much confidence about that, like so much self awareness as well, yeah. they would learn a lot more. So even I don't think I would have fired the person. Wow. For me, the way I would think of it is, if someone tells me that, my first thought would be, okay, this is how this person is feeling. Do I have the ability to bring them out of this hole, mm. or is firing them the kick they need to pull themselves out? Yeah, and I think. I also didn't say it from a perspective of like, 
fuck you fire me yeah exactly so yeah, exactly like, i'm just not able to do what it's you want me to do i'm trying but yeah. then i think uh, like um cuz i feel like the people that actually need need is a strong word but to, like need to be fired are ones that don't know what's wrong Yeah. like they don't know how to fix the yeah. situation or they don't know why they're not doing what well. they don't even know that they're not doing well and it's just no i knew that i was not doing that's right that's why like i think that's the difference yeah. because you knew you would probably work towards yeah. fixing the situation and that's why it's all you know i was any new role whether you're starting your own agency or yeah. you're joining another company i think you need to give yourself 6 months to fucking suffer yeah. because yeah. you're in a new system you're doing stuff that you've never done before this you know this this tendency or this need your reaction to panic is very strong because a lot a lot of your a lot of your beliefs are going to be challenged a lot of the way you work is going to be different and we're we're a lot open to doing that when we're younger but when we're older we need to think that oh, I'm fucking professional no I fucking don't know so she need a manager no man i think just just give yourself 6 months to just drag yourself through what should be a very tough yeah. phase but kicking but and screaming this is a pressure that people create for themselves because even if you see take any large Again, I'm going to take the example of listed company CEOs, yeah. right? Uh-huh. The moment there's a CEO shift, the market itself is giving the new CEO time to figure things out. They say it's under new management, like you know, even the reports and everything are taking that into account and cutting the person some slack. So, yeah. if you're a 35 year old manager or like you know being put into a new role at a at a higher level, you should to definitely cut yourself some slack. I think you just know that it's part of the process. So, I mean, that that was the first this thing which was. Uh, I asked him, but they didn't let me go. And then I think in the next six months, I was just like, I I don't want to leave. Like I fucking love this job. I almost like I got an offer to leave that job thrice from like a bigger company. And I was like, fuck off. I'm happy, <laughs> you know. And that was like a really good phase in my life. Then uh, what did you say? Mine was that. Hers was the last one. The last one. That, that um, the you had very little to do with something that you wanted to work. That's the lie, right? Yeah. I think you got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why would you think that that's true, dude? Just because you said you were controversial, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I thought that you know maybe there's like something oh, I don't know. Uh, no. That's yeah. a lot. That's too controversial. Dude. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. That's you. You got it right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, so the second one was that you were titled on a jubilant note. No, that's yeah. so that true. <laughs> oh, okay. It was my first job, uh, and I was actually a planner. who then got into like copywriting mm-hmm. uh and i was like one of those uppity ad school dudes which is no i fucking figured out give me give me anything my problem was that i was i was a lot of exuberance i don't know if i had the talent given the fact that i was just fresh out of advertising school and all the stuff that i spoke to you guys about right like you go in thinking it's going to be like this which are actually doing <laughs> something else and uh, it was actually really weird okay cuz there was a script that we had to write for this car company uh and like i was just in office trying to come up with as many scripts as i said no i'm going to crack this script <laughs> so i go up to him and i'm like yeah no, 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 this is the script of course he rejects all of it the next morning he comes to the office and we are like 250 people on the office floor right and then uh, he starts off giving a speech about how oh, all these young people are trying to give them a shot nothing no no <laughs> juice nothing and then he calls me and then viren and i was like oh shit oh shit oh shit he's like yeah, viren viren put up a fight and i was like ah oh. But he's all exuberance and no talent. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, but that's something that sort of stuck with me. Uh, but uh, I guess I'm better off now than I was. But uh, do not panic. Like if I yeah. took that to heart, uh, it would have really, really sort of 
unhinged my professional career, but uh, advertising people used to be assholes. I'm, 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 I'm glad that, that, that generation of advertising professional is no longer welcome in this industry. You need to be 100%. You need to be a you need to be a head knocker, but you don't have, actually have to knock heads, right? Yeah. No, in fact, even you know, this is a conversation that I've had with uh, GNPG also, which is that see what's missing from today's industry about the mad men days so as to call it is the glamour mm. right and that excitement what's not missed is the behavior yeah that is the, more than happily in the past but that glamour and you know it used to mean something to say i'm an i'm an advertising professional yeah. i i mean i've watched mad men like what 15 times <laughs> uh i mean also because it's a fucking great show not because of all of the narratives and yeah. the stuff, but just it's just such a well-made show, man. Every time 100%. you watch it, you're noticing something else happen. But what you're saying is true. It's it's this glamorization of all the wrong things that a lot of people did get into the industry to be a part of. And I'm very happy that that doesn't sort of exist anymore. Even when we, even when my batch of kids got into it, right, it was very easy to see. Oh, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But with my batch is when the Culling of it happened. So even all of us were like, oh shit, this is a piece of sh- This is all bullshit. We need to like yeah. rearrange. Uh, so I'm happy that it happened with me uh, in, in, in that sort of period of time. But yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still. Yeah, I mean, I, I still can't explain to my mom what I do. <laughs> she just doesn't get it. But it's it's the price you pay, man. Yeah, yeah no, fair enough. Um, cool. Let's go on to our next game. So yes. this one's called Red Flags. We're going to give you three hypothetical situations. Uh, each situation has two things that are going great mm-hmm. and then one that's not so great, which is the red flag. Um, of course, these are adapted for you. Okay. So I'm going to read you these nine statements and then you have to choose which situation you'd rather be in. So situation one is TNT has grown to 80 employees. TNT has won several awards at distinguished platforms, but you personally are making much less money than before. So situation two is even the masses beyond advertising professionals now know of TNT. Your average ROI for clients is well beyond industry average, but three of your strongest team members leave to start their own agency. Hmm. Situation three is TNT's client roster is really wide range and really solid. You have an acquisition offer on the table, hmm. but the partnership with talented ends, although on good terms. Got it. So yeah, these are your three situations. Well, I wouldn't ever pick situation one because I have no intention of growing TND to 80 employees. I think we're gonna, we, we have a vision to just be this lean agency of like 15 to 20 max. Uh, several awards and distinguished platforms, firstly making much less money than before. Uh, well, I feel like we've already won a few awards this year or we will. Even the masses we are in, you are average or as well beyond industry. average, three of your strongest team members leave. I think I choose situation two, man, because uh, obviously, I'd love for my team to stay with me for the next 10, 15 years. Uh, but I'm assuming that I've hired very ambitious yep. creative <laughs> people. So if they do want to stay with me long beyond the point where I'm able to teach them something new, either one, I made a wrong hire or I'm that fucking good. I'm not <laughs> leaning I'm not leaning towards the latter. Uh, I'm leaning towards the fact that just by the definition of hiring you know, type, not type A, but like type A, B, but highly driven, self-motivated people, they should want to start their own yep. agency. And the good thing about the talented grid, right, is you don't have to break off and start. You can start something within the network itself. So if they have an idea, why would you not want to be in this ecosystem that has all of the best talent in the industry, right? Yeah. 
I don't think anyone doing the kind of work that that of course Standard is trying to do, and the campaigns that we worked on together, in my opinion, have been some of the most fun campaigns to work on because my guys are seeing how things work on that side of the fence. They're seeing how it works on our side of the fence. I'm in the middle trying to play client so that we can <laughs> anticipate what the client says. Uh, but I think a situation to is the best situation, man. The only downside is three of my strongest team members leaving to start their own agency. And you wouldn't pick situation three. What is situation three? Uh, no, I'm, I wouldn't pick situation three because how would that work? Gautam and PG are also part of the MP. So, yeah, I mean, uh, no, I have no intentions of uh, selling my agency anytime soon. You know, because then it stops being my agency. Then it stops. Yeah. Then it stops. Like I've seen this happen. You know, and then you become part of the big network, and then suddenly you can't pay the you can't pay people what you want to pay them. Correct. You can't say no to clients. You can't. Uh, can't make decisions as a leader, but you still appear. You have the the shape and form and looks of a leader, but you're not actually the leader. Yeah, right? anymore. Uh, That's true. No, fair enough. So yeah, now our last segment is the rapid fire. Got it. So self-explanatory. We'll ask you questions, and cool. then you have to give us quick Rapidly, and yeah. uh, short answers. So the first question is: How many days of leave have you taken in the last year? Oh. I have not taken a leave in a few years. Oh, yeah. Apart from the fact that I've fallen sick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not even at Swiggy or hardly. I think. Wow. I mean, when you're a social media manager, how can you? Even if you say that, like, <laughs> how can you take a leave? Because you have to keep looking at the WhatsApp group. But yeah. Absolutely. Uh, your proudest moment with the new thing. Uh, I think we got on board our two clients. In the like in the first two months, you know, and for for an agency that just come out of nowhere, who's not started by a big shot, like I <laughs> said, you know, uh, for us to be able to sign clients like that, uh, I can't take the names of the clients, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You've got them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we signed signed Mintra in the first two months, uh, so we're handling all of that Twitter. In our first month, we banged out nine social samosa mentions for whoever's doing <laughs> all that. Uh, and we've also got the mandate for Carpe's uh, new venture, CMF. Oh, nice! Uh, his new nice. tech wearable brand and Nothing Phone as well. So we're going to be starting the Nothing India presence. So it's a page that we've start, started from scratch, or we'll be starting from scratch. Uh, I think to win wow. two clients like that yeah. is pretty fucking cool. That's damn good. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited because we're growing our team and the kind of talent that I bring in. I'm excited to see what they do with the accounts that we have. Uh, and we have a few more projects underway, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, what was the one time you felt like you let the new thing down? Me? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, and this is where like Gotham and PG came in uh, to really sort of sort me out, which is as someone who's never done this before, as someone who's never like sort of wanted to start their own thing, the trap of like, the minute you get something wrong, you're just like, oh no, now it's all going to fall apart. I think my my no reflex, like uh, I've I've relaxed that a lot more. But in the start, I was just very <laughs> like in my own way all the time, you know. And I was just like, everything has to be perfect and everything has to be rosy and every every time it's not like that, I'm like desolate and yeah. like, oh my god, everything's going to fall apart. Uh, but I think that. Behavior 
more than a moment i think that behavior yeah. is something that i thought would have it was not fair to my my the guys that i brought on board it's not fair to my 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 co-founders uh this is just what the job looks like man and it's like i said that six month period yeah <laughs> just blitz through it you'll, you'll be fine like anyone who's panicking about their job right now give it six months you will be fine you'll start looking back and be like oh such a fucking idiot for running exactly. and all that shit like, it's it's not easy but it's just your brain learning how to function differently it's your body i have an yeah i have an interesting story but yeah. uh, which which is like related to that but yeah. we'll get to that later but that's what it is i mean you just uh, don't panic man i think in the industry that moves as fast as it does which is marketing and social just put your seat belt on relax <laughs> all good uh one company you really want to work with oh man uh i would love to work with the ufc if they ever bring a presence to india i'm a huge 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 mma fan shout out to anshul jibbal uh, <laughs> you know even though he lost fucking with you man uh but i love like even when i was in in advertising in the agency we we i did i handled the entire social media for this thing called super fight league which is now matrix fight league so i know all the fighters uh if they come to india that's my dream client i mean fucking dana white please go <laughs> uh just yeah i think i think it's a brand that i'm very passionate about yeah. and in my head i know exactly what we need to do with that kind of client uh, nice i'm also a fighter myself so correct like, exactly yeah, yeah. exactly Uh, what is the scrappiest thing that you've done to build your business? We're a we're, we're bootleg, like we're, like we're a bootleg agency, right? So I think scrappy. I think everything we do is <laughs> scrappy. <laughs> like where where this? Uh, I mean, I don't want to use the word scrappy to describe my agency, but I think everything that we do is is more like trying to work smart and trying to make the best of what we have, or trying to really squeeze out as much as we can out of any piece of work uh, in a way that benefits the client as well. so asking friends friends of friends putting shit on our stories to get the yeah. job done yeah yeah we'll do what it takes to get the job done i think nice um your emotion when you first fired someone well i've not i've never fired anyone yet uh but i think it would it would be one of can i hypothesize yeah, 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 yeah of course of course i think it would be regret because i mean you need to remember that you did see something in this person to hire yeah. them in the first place so i think regret because it didn't work out number 1 and two you do have a part to play in that and three would be i mean you have to look at someone who you kind of sold a dream to and tell them that you know sorry buddy you're not part of this anymore so i think that yeah regret i think would be yeah. okay uh what did or will you do with your first profit with my first profit yeah Which has already happened. What? Would, yeah. It's already well, happened. I mean, like on paper, but what? What nice. do you mean? So what? What did you? What do did you do with? Yeah. What will I do with it? Like personally? Yeah. yeah. Put it back into the company, man. Yeah. What the fuck? What do you think? You think I'm the some kind of guy who lives like a king on the top? No, no. I'll put it back into the company. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, books or podcasts? Ooh. Are you writing a book? Are you guys writing a book? Anyway? No. <laughs> I uh, I would say. books but podcast podcast are close second okay only because i think uh then this is not to throw shade at you guys no 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 please all. <laughs> yeah there's just so many fucking podcasts yeah. you know there's just there's so much you know and unlike a book where i can just like turn to a different page and just speed read with a podcast you have to like listen 
and listen and listen and listen until you can figure out okay, is this for me is this not in the book it's a lot faster we knew you would have this opinion that's why the yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me it's books yeah okay um an ipad or a notebook ipad uh are you a morning person or a night owl i'm a morning person and a night owl wow okay <laughs> <laughs> uh and your favorite social media platform my favorite social media platform is instagram yeah. hands down yeah i mean i like twitter it's a very combative platform but i'm just on instagram a lot more all day yeah yeah fair enough so yeah that concludes our rapid fire Amazing. but uh before we let you go we ask every guest to ask our next guest a question so your question is hey um so something i'm really curious to know about is um if you had to create something from scratch as a second time founder uh, as of today right uh you being in xyz sector since the past couple of years which is the market you would really run after uh why and what would you really like to you know build from there onwards oh Yeah. So I, mean, I fucking started yeah. dojo bro like I would yeah. start yeah I mean absolutely like fitness is a huge part of my life of if you make marketing and advertising the only thing that you do in life <laughs> uh hats off to you man but uh, no I mean I started dojo for sure I, I might even start a dojo I've been trying to like figure out how to do that but I think that's something I'm very passionate about as well yeah. uh so that's what I would do. I would not get into marketing again once is enough uh <laughs> but uh, I would start a dojo yeah Nice. And my just on the side as well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for for giving us your time for coming here. Thanks, man. For yeah. giving us. This has been tickling me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the entire podcast. I mean, it's just been like every time I turn my neck, it's just. Uh, Sorry about But that. I should recommend like shorts so that you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just a little bit of technical feedback. But thanks for having yeah. me, man. Thanks. Thank uh, you so much. Uh, it's I, been great, like breaking down the entire like advertising yeah. industry. I see. First, I still have clients in the job after this. <laughs> When does the episode come out? Uh, mid December. Oh, so I have time. Yeah, yeah. you have time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you should start doing your damage control. Damage control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But yeah, I mean, for everyone listening, we also had uh, an episode with Gotham and uh, PG, the talented founders that we were speaking about. Yeah. So you can check that out. And the link in the description. Yeah, yeah. If you want to tell them to subscribe, smash that like yeah. button. <laughs> and subscribe. And don't forget to subscribe for yeah. more updates. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much.